I'm Sean. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to Sean and Mike Take a Hike. Welcome to another episode of Sean and Mike Take a Hike. What are we talking about today, Mike? I think today we're going to talk about some uh, tents and tent footprints. I figure we'll uh, keep going on the uh, equipment uh, path that we started last week with the with the backpacks. Yeah, this is this is another one that I've kind of been putting off. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to it. <laughs> there's a lot to it, and it's. I don't know. I mean, okay, we've said before, we are amateurs, right? Like, I don't have a lot of experience with a ton of different types of tents and all that sort of stuff. So, it's, we're kind of going to have to go over, like, what our thought process behind some of this stuff is, but we don't have a lot of experience to share with everybody. And so, I think that's what's been scaring me. This is all going to be opinion-based, just kind of like the backpack things, too, but it's opinion-based on research and reviews and um, research reviews price point right yeah price point, yeah. <laughs> you know, again because yeah. we didn't want to spend a crap ton of money right so, so yeah um so i don't know i guess kick us off what do you want to start with well uh there's several different Types of tents, I get not several, but there there's different types of tents in the sense that there are, um, you'll hear things like single wall, double wall, freestanding, uh, trekking pole tents, um, a four season tent, three season tent, tarp and tarp tents, uh, things of that nature. So I guess we could kind of go over what the differences are between those. Okay. Um, we personally, uh, we did we did some research on what would be maybe a good starting out tent for someone right. that doesn't want to spend a lot of money, somebody that doesn't want to that wants something that's lightish weight but also easy to set up, and you know, it, there's not a lot to it. That's just it's going to get the job done, but not cost me a lot of money. And right. so we found that a double wall tent. Uh, freestanding is what is kind of recommended um, when you don't I'm not going to say when you don't know what you're doing but when well A we don't like trekking poles we didn't know that but I'm glad we didn't yeah. get a trekking pole tent <laughs> yeah. well we didn't, we didn't have <laughs> we didn't, trekking no, poles yeah, right. at the time so yeah. it was like okay well that one's so, out because we don't but, even have trekking poles so we ended up with a double wall tent and what that is is that's basically like your everyday camping tent type of a deal you see the families out there with a, a four person dome tent you got a couple of uh, uh, poles that go through the, the body of the tent put those down, you stake in the frame, and then you've got a rain fly. So that's the two different walls is the main tent and then the rain fly. And the benefit of all of this is that that rain fly is not directly attached to the uh, to the main wall of the tent. So it breathes a little bit more, gives you some airflow, some ventilation. And if there's any moisture, condensation, anything like that, it doesn't get into the inside of your tent. It kind of deflects it all off to the uh the exterior of your of your tent there right there's like there's like an air pocket between the actual tent and then the rain fly and then like the tents that we got specifically the top what would you say the top third of it is made out of a mesh yeah and then you put that rain fly over it so like it does have a fairly good amount of airflow you know depending on what you have open and what you have closed and how you you know maybe open have the rain fly zipped open and stuff there you do get airflow in there like yeah. you said to kind of get some of that humidity out um you and i have said before we like to go on our long hike in august you you know you get some some fresh air coming in there instead of just baking in the sun sometimes it's not enough but <laughs> sometimes it's not enough i will i will vouch for that um <laughs> but it's better than nothing yeah and that was the, like the big thing so like so the one that we have that's because uh, mike and i uh, we've said in the previous podcast we have a lot of the same equipment so yep, the we have tent the same that tent. we have right now is one of the things that we actually <laughs> both have the same one um that is a three season tent right correct yes okay 
So, like, the two options are basically three season and four season, right? Am I Correct. right on that? That's basically what I have read everywhere. Yeah. Is that the big differences are you get either a three season, which is spring, summer, fall, or yeah. you get a four season. And really the biggest difference there is just, like, the thickness of the material, more or less. Right. It gives you some more insulation to hold your body heat in better and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. They are... If it's a single wall four season ten, it's going to be horrible for your condensation because you breathe out. There's moisture in that, and if that moisture can't leave, it's just going to accumulate on the wall of your tent. So right. just keep that in mind. That a single wall tent in the in the wrong conditions, in my opinion, it's just it's going to be wet. <laughs> well, and I just can't imagine. I don't know what. I mean, theoretically, a four-season tent, right? Theoretically, you could use that in the summer. But with, like, that thicker material and the less breathability of it, I almost can't imagine having right. a four-season tent in the yeah. summer. I feel like it would trap too much heat in it. I almost feel like it's a it, – they should call it the fourth-season tent. Like, you can right. use it in the fourth season where the, you don't use the, the three-season tent. Like, right. you, Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I yeah right same page yeah, um, so yeah so I mean so we have the three season. What is ours considered? It's considered a geodesic tent, right, or a dome tent? I would assume. I believe it's considered a dome. Um, yeah, it, I mean it's literally two poles that X in the middle, and two shot corded aluminum poles yep, like your typical shot corded tent poles. Not a square. But it's because it's a single person and a person is a square, you're a rectangle. So, but right. I do do believe it is still considered a dome tent, right? And then we both have single person. I mean, the tents yeah. that we have are single yeah. person tent. They come in various sizes. You can get one, two, oh, three. Um, you know, depending on who who all is staying in the tent. Really, is it just you? Right. Is well, it I mean, you and a spouse? If you're a bigger person, it, it like. You know, you, you. I mean, I even want. I'm a. I'm a five foot six, 165 pound uh, person. I don't take up a lot of space, um, but I almost want a two person or like a, a two person. I know. Team. We we actually were talking about that on our last trip that we took about because uh, some of the people that we were camping uh, near when we were up in uh, Pictured Rocks. Yeah. Some of the some of the other people, there was somebody that was an ultralighter, and we'll talk about that in a minute too, like what an ultralight tent oh, is. Yeah. But um, there was the lady that was an ultralighter. There was like the the other ladies that we met at that other campsite that um, had like two person tents or three person yep. tents. Um, there were those sisters that we ran into that had mm -hmm. their tent was huge. It had to be a three or four person right. tent, but. Um, you and I have a single person and it is big enough. Like, I don't want to yeah. say that it's not big enough for a single person, but it is only big enough for a single person. And again, yeah. Mike and I are not big guys. Like we're, you know, fairly short, mm -hmm. uh, not, not super heavy. You know, we're fairly in decent shape for our age, <laughs> I mean, short guys. I've got my winter weight on, but that's okay. <laughs> well, exactly. I don't want to say we're in like great shape, but like we're in decent shape, you know? So in a single person tent, I mean, it is just big enough to get in and lay down in. And then ours have a built-in spot. They call it a vestibule. So the rain fly has like an extra, I don't want to say an extra piece to it because it's all one piece, but like an extra, it makes like a, a foyer almost for your tent yeah. that's under that's outside of your actual tent structure, mm -hmm. but underneath the rain fly. And so that area is really meant to like store your, your gear in. Yeah. And then that's separate from where you're sleeping in. So it's only a single person in the actual tent part, but it's got like an extra half person in this yeah. vestibule area where you can put your pack and your shoes and all that sort of stuff in to keep it somewhat covered right um that seems to be a pretty popular thing that vestibule for whatever type of tent you get yep. um in the in the dome tent category and i would highly recommend it i was surprised because we got rained on our first trip and yep. i was very surprised at how dry everything with it even not having a floor anything mm -hmm. like that 
maybe it's just kudos to us for knowing where to set the tent up or, or whatever, but the water was dispersed from the rain fly enough to where right. it washed away and the dr- ground underneath the vestibule was completely dry. So right. I was very impressed with that, especially being that we did not get a very expensive tent. <laughs> I was right. very happy with that. So I know, I know that. Well, and that's the other thing, like, yeah, these are not top of the line tents that you and I got. They're not bottom barrel. No, but they're not top of the line. I mean, right. What did we spend on ours? We spent hundred bucks on them. I was gonna say maybe hundred, hundred twenty. That's yeah. what I'm thinking, like a hundred, yeah. hundred and twenty somewhere in somewhere that range. There. So like, so not cheap, right? But not outrageously expensive. You know, like right. very, very middle of the road, very beginner price point. Um, I mean, beginner for us. I understand that's a lot for some people. So right, know. yeah, it was um, within our budget. I mean, there are there it, are less yeah. expensive options out there that I'm sure they. I mean, they have to be decent enough to get you out there i don't think a company in good faith would sell you a product that would send you out into the woods in the middle of nowhere um <laughs> based I would on my experience based on my experience with air mattresses i think they will sell you an interior product <laughs> <laughs> and trekking poles <laughs> yeah and, hey now look okay uh, you and these trekking poles <laughs> I know we bought cheap trekking poles, but the trekking poles we bought, I feel like they're functional. This is getting off topic, but yeah, I know we bought cheap trekking poles, but I feel like they do just as good as expensive trekking poles. I still just don't get them. Right, right. Maybe we'll but have I, to rent some nice, nice expect, uh, trekking poles just to I'm see. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right, Unless anyways. somebody can convince me to do it, I'm not doing that. But, okay, let's talk about, I mean, you brought trekking poles up, so let's talk about trekking pole tents. So that's another yeah, option there that you go. have. Like, if you are the type of person that you have trekking poles already, yes. you want them. You've got mobility issues. You've got whatever whatever your reason for having trekking poles. Maybe you just like them because they look cool. I don't know. But you're you're the type of person that you're going to go hiking and backpacking with trekking poles. So they make tents specifically for people that take trekking poles because the thought behind them is and maybe you've done a little bit more research on these than i have mike because you Mm -hmm. seem to be obsessed with trekking poles but (laughs) correct me if i'm wrong the general concept behind it is we're going to use your trekking poles as tent poles so that you don't have to carry additional tent poles when you're already carrying this other pole that can be converted to use to make a tent out of so if you picture like the old school like military type tents and all that where they've got a pole in on one end, a pole on the other end, you'd put the canvas or the the material uh stretch it out over top of that that creates your roof and then you stake out or use rope or whatever to pull the uh, other ends like so you can build the floor out. That I think is, th- those are those are referred to as like A-frame tents, right? Like that's yes, when you see sorry, when you yeah. see an A-frame tent, that's yep. what that's yep. talking about. So, yeah. But so instead of the traditional aluminum or whatever pole that is used for those tents, you use your trekking pole. You jab it into the ground. You get the um, handle. It's got a spot to insert into the top or the part of your tent. And then you just set your other trekking pole on the other side. You pull it tight and you jab that in. And then you stake it down. Um, They're very lightweight. I believe they do make, I, I believe they're only single wall. Um, there's no floor, I don't believe. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I know, that's what I was confused by. Is there a floor? I and believe then are there, there are. Are there ends? Because, like, yes, when I think of, they like, do the zip. old school, okay, they do zip. Okay, because yep. when I think of, like, the old school, like, Boy Scout type tent or whatever, in my head, there's no ends to it. Like it's just like the A-frame. Part. Yeah, it's got it's got they will one end will have a vestibule, I believe. Some maybe higher end models might have a vestibule on both sides. Um, but it has a little spot. It will zip up um, to help keep bugs out and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I still don't know. There probably are some that are double wall. Probably some that are single wall. Um, but they are the the biggest con. Uh, with them in the pros and cons list is that they are not as sturdy. So if you get a night yeah. where there's strong winds or anything like that, they are 
a lot more likely to topple, especially if you didn't get your trekking pole in right or your other surrounding yeah. poles in right or, or stakes in right then. Um, well, and, and here's what I don't like about them. I mean, and this is just a personal preference. This isn't like a pro or con for right. or against them. But, but one of the things that me, Sean, personally does not like about them, the thing I like about our tent, the, the dome tent or whatever mm-hmm. we're calling that style is like you can you can get the poles and get the like shape of the tent before ever staking it down. So you can get it all set mm-hmm. up and then pick it up and move it. Like if you if you're not in exactly the right spot or you go to set it up and right. it's like okay, well there's this went a little bit further to the left or a little bit further to the right than I thought it would and now I'm on this uh, rock or I'm on this tree stump not tree stump, but like tree root or whatever. Like you can pick it up and move it a couple inches or a couple of feet or yeah. across the campsite exactly. if you want to. Where with like those A-frame ones, like once you start putting it up, it's, that's where it's, it's gonna be going, unless you yeah. take it down yep. and start all over. Yeah. So that was one of the big things I liked about the style that we got is like, okay, it gives you the option to get it to full size and then figure out, okay, is this where I want it, or do I want to move it over here a little well, bit? Well, yeah, and there's other times, too, where, I mean, I've even had it where I set the, start setting the tent up, everything's good to go, I start staking it down, and, oh, there's a rock or a big tree where right. I'm putting the stake, so I've got to move right. it just a little bit there, too. It's not even just that, like, I got in it, and I was like, oh, I got a big rock right where my back's going to go or anything like that. It's just, like, trying to stake it down or anything like that, so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's the trekking pole tents. If you are a gotta have it trekking pole type of person, look into them. There are different. There's beginner level. There's uh, yeah. expert level. Price points, think, all that stuff. If if that's what you want to get into, it's it. There, there's a lot of people that swear by them. Uh, some of the people I follow on on the YouTubes and all that stuff, uh, I've gotten a lot of good information. They use trekking pole tents and. They, I think they if you're going to have trekking poles, I think if you have trekking poles or you're going to have trekking poles on you, I think it's a viable option. Like yeah. I really do think that that's a, it's a clever way to reduce weight. It's, yeah. um, you know, it's using what you have. I think it's a good option if you're the type of person that's going to have trekking poles anyway. Right. I don't think, I wouldn't recommend going to get trekking poles just so you just can for get the this tent. type of yeah. tent. Right. You know what I mean? If yeah. that makes sense? Well, yeah, because, I mean, you're, the weight you save on uh, the trekking pole type tent is the poles for the tent. So if you go yeah. get the poles for the tent, you might as well just get a freestanding tent because it's going to be less weight because or the same weight. So... So, yeah, I think that that's going to be the, the way to go with that one. Uh, but realistically, like I said, for, for our purposes, we camp. We don't know what the weather is. We're in Michigan. It'll be, you know, fine one day, and then the next day you got 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts. So yeah, you have no idea what it's going to be. So I didn't feel – I don't feel like a trek or a trekking pole tent would be real good for where we're at. It, right just because of the wind conditions that can be but i i'm i'm a big fan of my double wall um and the freestanding it's just so easy to set up i think literally our tents are up in like five minutes yeah if that and then we're on to sleeping bags air mattresses all that kind of stuff so yeah now i mean and we do say that they're freestanding but you do you you slightly mentioned it but just to make sure that we're clear to everybody even even these ones that are quote unquote freestanding, you, you we are still staking them into the oh, ground. Oh yeah. So yeah. like you do need, still need to have like some sort of. We take a, a plastic hammer that we got on clearance at. Where'd you get that hammer? At the Cabela's Col- or something. The uh, Coleman, Coleman outlet. Yeah, that's right. The Coleman <laughs> outlet. So we take a, a plastic hammer, a plastic mallet, I believe is technically what it is. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, and it's a stake puller too. And it's a stake puller, but so you do need something with you, even even if you're getting a quote unquote freestanding tent, yeah. you are yeah. still staking it into the ground. So just, I mean, I don't want anybody to hear this and think like, oh, it's freestanding, you don't need to stake it in. But no, they do come with stakes. Yeah, the, you're putting the, it in, and then the rain fly gets staked in. You know, you got your yep. your extra lines that come off it. Um, you know, to to get it taut and to keep it in its shape, and then you gotta 
all the things that go with that. But um, yeah, the the freestanding name just comes from that the materials that come in the package for the tent allow it to stand up on its own, whereas the uh, trekking pole tents. It's not freestanding because it requires an external piece from the package. It requires those trekking poles. So that's where that comes yeah. into play. And, and to be clear, too, like we keep talking about these A-frame or trekking pole tents. They make A-frame tents that do not require trekking poles. Trekking yep. poles. So, like, you could get an A-frame yep. style. Like, if that's the style you want, whether it, you like the look of it, whether it suits your needs for whatever reason, they do make those that come with their own poles as well. Yep. You don't have to get a uh, trekking pole style, but right. that's one of the options of that A-frame style. Is you I could get one that uses... Yeah, I, I will say this to add into that, too. I forgot about it, but those A-frame tents that have their own aluminum poles or anything like that, they also, if a pole breaks, bends, anything like that, and you have trekking poles or somebody in your group has trekking poles, you can use the trekking pole to as a backup so you're not without I did read that. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I mean, so that's probably one of the cons, I guess I would say, about our style tent right. is if we're out there, mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet, knock on something. I, I, I had um, a, a pole break in, in the backcountry. It cracked. Did it break or did it crack? It cracked. It, it held. Yeah, because I have one that's cracked right now. I mean, yeah. it works, but it's cracked. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe maybe that's worth pointing out to have a plan for if that happens. Because, yeah. like Mike said, ours only have two poles. If one of them, like, actually breaks, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what we would do, to be honest. <laughs> lots of sticks. Uh, lots of, uh, we might be snuggling for a couple of nights <laughs> right. in one tent. Um, maybe, maybe that's all the more reason to get one, for one of us to get a two-person Two-person tent, tent right. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Yeah, just hope that it's not the pole on the two-person tent that broke. So. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's a fair <laughs> point. Uh, a lot of tents, I will say this, a lot of uh, the, like, our tents came with a patch kit. Um, so if you get a rip or anything like that, it's got a little patch kit to where you can, can patch it. You're, I don't know that you're patching it in the backcountry because I think it takes an iron and all that kind of stuff. But I know. I'm less concerned about patching right. the whole. Like, I feel like I could manage. Like, it might be, okay, you're getting bugs in your tent or you're getting a little bit of you well, know, We take duct tape. Like, I, I feel mean, like at the not... least of it, we could fashion something. Sure. But, right. but a lot of the tents I did see come with sleeves that will fit over like they're um like a uh, reinforcement cuff type thing yeah like it'll snap around your pole and you can slide it into place and that will hold any kind of cracked piece or whatever uh until maybe we should look into getting some of those yeah our well i did and i don't know that our tent um has those because they're not a real expensive option or whatever right but, no but i know but, but they we probably, go on the internet they, they probably have some, some like universal or something yeah so that's... yeah we should probably do that <laughs> okay <laughs> write that down <laughs> yeah they have uh, um, they have those little reinforcement cuffs or whatever i mean like i said we take duct tape duct tape's not going to slide over the the little metal uh joint conjoiner piece or whatever the i know but you might be able to make it strong enough i don't know i guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there um (laughs) that's how we've been doing everything else so here's another type of tent that i came across and i don't fully understand this one so you tell me whether you came across this one in your research at all they're calling it a tunnel tent does that mean anything to you that i think is a freestanding style tent. Remember the girl that had the two person tent that I had to go check out when we were in? Yep. That I believe was a tunnel style tent where ours opens up more or less on the side, on the, on the, yep. w- on the wide end, on the wide side of the tent. Okay. Oh, Hers opens up on the narrow on, on the ends. So you yeah. kind of tunnel and burrow into the other part of your tent. The tall end is okay. the front. That kind of makes sense then, because they're saying from the research that I was doing, so one of the things they were saying about these tunnel styles, so like, okay, that makes sense if that's the style, but they're saying that they are better um, if you're in an area that is typically windy. Mm -hmm. 
They're saying it is stronger and holds up better to the wind. And I would believe that based on that description because yep. instead of having the door compromising one of the large sides of the tent, right. now you've got the door compromising the sturdiness of one of the ends of the tent. Yeah, and they kind of just, and, they, and the, the one, the back end, I'll call it the back end, it's not the under, the side you enter through, but that is typically lower to the ground it's more aerodynamic i believe yes hers was okay yes it was kind of funky shaped yep. right okay yep, yep that totally makes sense then yeah because yep. it was like a scoop almost shaped yep. to it yep yeah okay that makes sense so there so that's another correct me if i'm wrong on this it is a freestanding yep. tent mm-hmm. it's uh it's they make them double I mean, wall really single wall kind of like a dome tent yeah style it's just the openings in a different spot yeah than her, hers i think was still two poles it might have been a three pole okay um i didn't really i was looking more at the size because i was she had a two-person tent and i was intrigued because we have single person tent so i was and hers was an ultralight wasn't it wasn't yeah, that one an ultralight hers was yeah. an ultralight it weighed less than our single person yeah. So, I mean, it yeah, it so costs about six times as much as ours because I looked exactly. it up. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, just to briefly touch on ultralights, which we have said in the past, like anybody listening to this is probably not in the ultralight sphere, but um, just so people are aware, if you're yeah. listening to just this episode, ultralight is, I mean, really the whole concept between or behind ultralight backpacking is. I mean, the name says it all. It's, it's ultralight. So, like, all everything of your weighs gear, nothing. Right. Everything weighs nothing. It's all down to the grams. Your poles you know? are like carbon fiber, like, right. just barely weigh a thing, but they're strong as hell. Right. You know, it, it, the nylon is ultra thin, but strong as hell. Like, everything is. Right. Everything is manufactured and, and tested and all that kind of stuff to weigh nothing but be strong enough to withstand yeah. the backcountry. And that's why it costs so much is, like I said, we, we said our tents cost about 100 120 I looked it up. That tent was every bit of six $700. So yeah. that's why we went, also when we said that we purchased a tent in the $100 level, that was our beginner level budget yeah. or whatever. And that's why. Because, I mean, there's tents that are $1,000 or $2,000. Oh, absolutely. There's tents <laughs> that are $1,000. You can spend. Yeah. Look, if you've got money. Right this might be the sport for you because <laughs> you can spend some money to go live like a homeless person. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to homeless people. I don't mean that to sound derogatory, right. but like, let's, I mean, you're you, going out into the woods. You can spend a lot of money to fire. look like you got nothing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and no disrespect to ultralators out there because if that's your thing, do yep. what makes you happy. No, I'm jealous because my stuff weighs stuff. <laughs> like it weighs. I know. <laughs> I, I, the thought of having a tent, a two person tent that weighs one pound, yep, all all told, poles, stakes, the whole thing, the, and it weighs one the bag pound. That it just is stored in. That is very enticing. Oh yeah, like as somebody that struggles to <laughs> uh, figure out how much checks mix I'm allowed to bring, or trail mix, <laughs> or whatever, can I bring an extra, you know? nip a booze right oh maybe if i got an ultralight tent maybe i could get an extra yep. uh, sip of booze in there you know <laughs> so i mean i get it i get the appeal of the right. ultralight right i don't feel like it's a beginner thing so i don't no, know if anybody no. listening to this is going to look into it but just for anybody that's looking at it's... tents if you come across an ultralight that's what they're selling you is it is lightweight yeah i mean it and it truly is the stuff is supposedly super awesome yeah it doesn't weigh a damn thing. Well, she couldn't stop saying enough good things about that tent, and which, if I spent that kind of money, I'd want everybody to look right. at it and know about it. Right. But, like, please, come look right. at my tent that I spent an entire <laughs> car payment on. I, you know? I would probably never want to let it touch the dirt, but whatever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, let's talk about not wanting to touch the dirt then. So, oh, not yep. to segue too seamlessly, but, so the other thing to keep in it's mind like you're when a professional. you're... That's you know, too, I've been that's, practicing. That's been two practicing seg- these that's two really good day. segues this episode. <laughs> I'm a natural. Um, but no, so then there's these things. Okay, and just being honest with everybody, I don't fully get the point of these. I do not have one, but there's something called a tent 
footprint. Okay. Yeah. We have looked into them. Neither one of us have one. So I used to use one in quote unquote uh, okay. a tent footprint with my old family dome tent when me and my wife used to go tent sure. camping. We used a tarp. You used to use a tarp. Well, that is that is a style sure. of tent footprint as yep. is found in our research. Yep. And primarily it is used to prevent rips and tears and damage to the bottom underside of your tent and to help with moisture if it does rain you want the underside of the tarp or footprint to be about a couple inches at least um from the wall of your tent you want it inside you want it smaller than the the bottom of your tent right and that way if water anything is running underneath the tent it'll go should go underneath the tarp too or the footprint yeah so it helps keep you dry internally I felt that the reason I stopped using the tarp when I was tent camping is I felt that every time I put a tarp underneath the tent and it rained, I had had it underneath the tent. I didn't have it poking out so the water could just puddle on top of it and all that stuff, but I still ended up with water on it. So I, well, I you just, were probably in a low spot. You were probably in a low spot. Probably. I don't know. I just so I yeah, stopped I mean, using them. The, the basic idea <laughs> is of a tent footprint, much like a tarp that you would use when you were a kid car camping. Mm-hmm. The whole point of it is it's protecting the bottom of your tent, right? Like the, the long and short of it yep. is if you want, if you're going to be using this tent a lot and you want to prevent sticks, rocks, rocks yep, dirt, pine cones, whatever from poking through the bottom of your tent, you want to extend the life of your tent. You get this footprint. So then if something were going to get a hole, a scratch, a tear in it, well, then you're just replacing the footprint and not replacing the whole tent, which theoretically is cheaper. I don't know. I mean, you and I have said before, we're we're sleeping, let's say in a good year, we sleep in our tents 10 nights a year. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's enough. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just don't feel like that's enough to warrant getting the footprint. So with yeah. our tent specifically, so the tents that we have with their Elves Mountaineering, right? That's the brand. Yep. I feel like we're allowed to say that. Um, the tents that we, we can have say whatever Elves the hell we want. It's our okay, show. Okay, fair enough. It's our show. <laughs> it's our show. <laughs> I mean, so the tents I will be have... reaching out to them and Steep and Cheap now that we've mentioned their names. <laughs> There's Steep and Cheap again. Not a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, But... Like, they make a specific footprint yeah. for our tents. Yep. So, like, you can buy whatever model of tent it is, and I don't have it written down, so I can't tell you exactly the, what model we have. It's Coda the Coda 2 or something or like the that? Coda Co- Co- 2. Coda 1. Coda 2? Coda 1? Coda 1, because it's a one person. Coda 2 is the two person. And get this, the Coda 3 is a three person. Oh, I see what they did there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board. I get it. At least it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> There's not they, a trick. So they, make, <laughs> they make a footprint specifically for that tent. So, like, you can buy for most for most backpacking tents. Yeah. If you want a footprint for your tent, chances are the manufacturer makes a footprint for yeah. that specific tent as well. If they don't, you can buy a generic slash universal one. Just yep. figure out what size you need. And like Mike said, you want it a couple inches smaller in each dimension yeah. than the actual footprint in, of the tent is or realistically do the old school style and just freaking cut a tarp to size cut a tarp to size or set the tarp down and fold it under or get some get some melamine plastic like uh some like probably i don't know probably 10 10 mil 20 or 20 mil drop cloths type melamine plastic from uh from the hardware store Lay your tent out, cut it down, and you could use that and roll it up in your tent. I mean, you probably could. I feel like you'd be better off going with a tarp at that point. Yeah. That stuff's not lightweight. It doesn't really pack down that nice. Um, well, if you, if it's really, you get a three-pack like that. I know, but, I mean, <laughs> you're going to wind up throwing it away, let's probably. be honest. Probably. And then it's plastic and... 
we've talked about plastic before. Okay, okay. That's uh, yep. so all the things. All right. Well, anyway, most most footprints, like if you buy an actual footprint, it's probably going to be like a nylon or a polyester type material. It's going to yeah. pack down nice and small. It's going to be pretty lightweight. It'll probably be fairly durable. Sack type deal. Might even come, or worst case scenario, roll it up with your tent, you know, whatever, oh, yeah. put it right in with your tent. Um, but, you know, or like I said, I mean, if they don't make one specifically for that, you could cut a tarp to size yeah. and it would probably do the same thing. I'm not going to say it's a bad idea. I, I will say it's, you and I have not gotten one. No, it's not the worst idea. We talk about it now, but we'll see how next August goes because I started looking into that and started wanting to plan that. And I don't know that we're going to find a lot of actual campsites um, along the trail. Okay. We're going to be dispersed camping a bit. So that, so honestly, until you just said that, that, did not even occur to me that you and I typically stay at a groomed campsite in a groomed campsite. Yep. It did not even dawn on me about our trip next year that we're planning that they would not be groomed campsites. And I can kind of get on board more if that's the type of backcountry camping you're doing where you're just pot pitching a tent. Yeah. Wherever you can, that makes more sense to me. I'll be honest with Mm -hmm. you. So, so if you're going to do that style of camping, yeah, I kind of get it. I probably yep. would recommend it in that scenario. Yeah, because you don't know what the ground is going to be out there because they did haven't cleared trees. They haven't, you know, done all this kind of stuff to and put a fire ring in. Yeah. You know, type of stuff. Like, it's dispersed camping. Like what we did when on our bailout night or our no right. quit night. Um, yeah. We dispersed camp. We didn't have a fire. Turns out I read that we could have, um, but uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, because I think I, we had both had enough. I yeah, just wanted yeah. to go to bed. Yeah, I had a couple of nips of my whiskey just to drown my sorrows a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but yeah, for the most part, just went to bed. But yeah, so I've done some more research, and that'll be another episode in itself. Is know when you can and cannot have a fire type of a deal. But uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's. That that would be more like or less when I would think uh, a footprint would come in handy is uh, is that kind of a thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. I, I truly had not even thought of that until you just said that, and I can I can definitely see the benefit if you're going in an area where you are making a campsite. Yeah, you probably are going to have more brush and stuff that you're going to be setting up on that would be abrasive to the bottom of your tent. Yeah, I'm on board with yep. that. Yep. We probably should look into it before we do that trip. <laughs> probably. Yep. Sold. I am sold on it. Good job. I hope you're getting commission. <laughs> I've changed his mind. I knew I knew working in sales for almost 20 years would uh would Yeah, come there you handy. go. Right. So, I mean, that's really all I have to say about like the footprints. There's not much to say about them. They're a piece of extra material just to yep. protect the bottom of your tent. Um Lightweight, not the size. end of the world. Yeah. yeah. Um so anyway, so just back to like the actual tent part of it. Um, I don't know if we've haven't we've pretty much touched on everything. Breathability that's a big thing in mm-hmm. my book. Like you know, yeah. See what sort of any tent that you're looking into, see what sort of ventilation it has. Like yeah. ours, ours have little vents on the top of the rain fly that you can kind of prop open yep. to make like a, a roof vent. Um, the the vestibule zips open and like folds back to get some airflow in there. That was a big selling point for me. Um, knowing that normally we're going to be in the summer, I want a little yep. bit of airflow. Yep. So, well, and the um, nice thing about the vestibule too, is you can open up one side or the other side. Um, so we primarily open up the side with where the door opens, which, yep. may, which makes sense. We stake down the yep. other side. You can stake down or not stake down either. And open the whole damn thing up and really get some airflow. But you can right. open up the side that the door doesn't open on, and that's got more of the nylon material on that side. Yep. So you can get a little bit of that airflow in there. There's well, options, I actually, but I actually did that one of the days that we were up in Pictured Rocks where oh, yeah. we got to camp really early one day and it it was a hot day. Like yeah. just hot and we got there early and it was like you know okay we're to we're to camp we're here early 
I just kind of want to be horizontal for a few minutes, you know, like, right. I, I don't want to take a nap, but I, I just want to lay down. Like we've been backpacking, this has been on my back, yeah. you know, my legs are sore. We were a couple of days in at that point. So I set my tent up, didn't even put the rain fly on it, but yeah. um, there were bugs. So I wanted to get away from the bugs. Uh-huh. So I set everything up minus the rain fly. So it's just a tent with like a mesh top on it at that point was letting the breeze come in, you know, you're still kind of, kind of sort of out in nature, but you're away from the bugs. That was a really nice way yeah. to use the tent, um, to just kind of relax, like not to sleep in, not just not strictly utilitarian, but like it was a nice way to relax being in away from the bugs, laying down, still out in nature, yeah. good airflow, not too hot. Um, so that's a long-winded way of saying like you can use it without the rain fly but well yeah and that that's a benefit of the double wall tent too is that you can take that rain fly off or you can open the vents or you can do this that or the other thing you get a single wall tent and that's all you got you open you open the door or the vestibule or something but you you don't have the ventilation that a double wall tent provides right so that's right if you're in any kind of a humidity or heat situation that's where I'd recommend. Like, I, yeah, other people might have differing opinions. That's fine. Um, my experience and research has led me to. I'm primarily. I have been looking at a different tent. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger or not, but I am <laughs> looking at tents. <laughs> and, I feel like we are constantly looking at, at something. Like, yeah, well, I'm looking into this. I'm looking into that. <laughs> So, that's, that's the problem with this in, hobby is like yeah. you get started and then it's like, well, you see somebody, somebody else's else uh, pretty that's shiny. It, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I have primarily looked, been looking at double wall tents. I have no interest in the trekking pole. I know, I know what, uh, what my wants are. I know what I personally like. Yeah. So if you get out there and you know, you're going to carry the trekking poles, like I said, look into those trekking poles. They probably make a double wall situation that, that you can utilize but look into it because we haven't done that extensive yeah. amount of research into those that we're just here to tell you that that's an option to look into. We didn't even know that was an option to look into when we were starting. So, Well, and the funny thing is, is and I hate to keep saying this, I feel like we say it on every episode, but it's like, you do you or mm-hmm. you do what works for you. Like, I hate saying that on every episode, but like, realistically, backpacks intense the last this episode and the last episode like these really are a personal preference thing like use what is going to work for you and i know it's hard to say that when you maybe do or don't know what's going to work for you but it's a very personal thing like you you either like one style or you don't you either want this thing or you don't you're either okay with a single person or you want a double person or you want a three person like mm-hmm. what what all are you bringing what all do you want to set up what all do you want to do in your tent like i do personally and mike knows this and he'll shake his head when i say it but like i don't mind changing my clothes outside yeah. of the tent yeah i find it very hard to change my clothes inside the tent our tent is so small that i cannot move around in there well enough to yeah, comfortably have, change clothes i don't have i'm out in nature i don't care if people see my butt it whatever i know i change clothes but i don't have a problem with it I mean, I, right. Well, I, a, I don't have a problem, like whatever you change outside. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that, right. but I also don't have a problem with changing or like getting dressed in the tent. Well, you're just a little guy. I mean, <laughs> 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 but like, so, but all of that to say, like, if you're going to be doing more activities in your tent, you mm-hmm. might want a bigger one. Like, even if it is just a single person, you might want yeah. a double person or depending on the type of backpacking you're doing, maybe you're only, maybe you're only hiking a couple miles. Maybe you're staying there for a couple of days and then maybe you're hiking back out a couple miles. Right. If that's the way you're hiking, you probably are bringing more stuff than right. Mike and I bring because you can, you're not going as far. You, don't you might be taking a camp, like a real deal camp stove. You might be. Right. You so know, then yep. what do you want in your tent at night? Mm-hmm. What do you want? in with you out of nature, you know, in quote unquote safety. So like all those things, you're going to have to figure out what are your priorities, right? What size tent and what style tent fits those priorities for Mike and I, 
the dome tent, freestanding tent, double weld tent, that made the most sense for us. Yep. That maybe doesn't make the most sense for you. And that's fine. But think of all those things when you're looking at a tent is what all do you need your tent for? Yes, you need it to sleep in, quote unquote, need, because maybe you're a, maybe you're a, a, I keep wanting to say kayak. What's the word that I'm looking for? Hammock. Maybe you're a hammock tent or a hammock camper, <laughs> not kayak. Maybe you're a kayak camper. I don't know. That's a whole uh, different thing yep. altogether. I've got we've talked about extended family that. that uh that has done the kayak camping. That that'll so, be a different episode because right. we've talked about wanting to try that too. Yep. But yep. Um but you know, think about all the things you're gonna need and then what type of tent fits what your needs are. Yep. Yeah, and I, don't let I, anybody I, tell you you're wrong. Like, right? I mean, we keep you know, saying like maybe we're doing it wrong or whatever. You're going to have the same uh, thought process too because you'll see somebody doing the exact opposite of what you you would be doing. It works for them. Don't yuck their yum if it, if it works for them. Right. And right. just know that you do it a different way, and the way that you do it works for you. So it's everything you. You're not doing anything wrong on the trail if you're having a good time and you're doing it safely. You're not getting hurt and you're you're staying right. dry and like all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's half the fun of being out there is yep. seeing what other people have. Like, yep. You know, what equipment do you have, or what piece do you have that you just can't live without, or what is that that you're doing with that? Like, I mean, that's half the fun. Yeah. Seeing how other people we, do it. We saw the fact that. that we don't all do it the same. Right. Is part of the fun. We saw we saw that uh, couple that. Uh, we're camping and they, they brought along their kids and I would have left them at home. Oh my gosh. That, those people, I mean, we did <laughs> not get their names. Them, we didn't actually talk to them, but like they were walking past young kids, yeah. like we're carrying their kids and their backpacks. So I was for the last episode, I went to the local Cabela's here and I was just looking at backpacks and all that stuff. They make the fricking backpacks that have With the carrier built in. They have the baby carrier. Yeah. Right yeah. in front of the strap, like no, no, I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm not a kid person. I I don't want to be around them. I don't. Yeah, you know, whatever. If you, if I you mean, are, more power to you. Right. And I think that would like imagine the memories that those kids. Oh yeah. I mean, maybe and, at that age, I don't know if they'd even remember. But like, if you're exposing it them right. to that at yeah. that young of an age, like, good for you if you can do it. Sure. That Absolutely. is not for me. Nope. That's mm-hmm. too much work for me. Nope. But I mean, the other thing that we just bought. I just got for Christmas that um, thermocell uh, bug repellent thing that that screws into your camp fuel. Yeah, like we, I didn't even Super. know that thing existed. We saw somebody, we saw somebody out on that, the trail so. that had one of those. It's like, oh, what is that? And we've been, and just then it's like, okay, well, I'm for sure getting one of those. Taking a regular thermocell, like schmucks, and all that extra space yeah. and all that stuff. So, so yeah, know. all that to say, do what works for you. Yep. It's fine. Nobody's gonna make fun of you. You might even give somebody else an idea. Yep. But figure out what works for you. Look, they won't make fun of you to your face. They might. True. They might make. Men- they might go home and start a podcast and make fun of you <laughs> on the podcast. But right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but they, it, it'll at least it'll be a conversation starter whether you want that or not. I didn't think I wanted that at first. Our first group uh, campfire experience this year, I was very nervous about that. I did not know yeah. how that was going to go. And it just turns out everybody's just nice out on the trail. Turns out everybody is super nice. So it, it'll be a yeah, conversation a starter. Community. You talk about your different gear. You talk about all that kind of stuff. It's a great community to be a part of. And yeah. so if you end up with a tent and you see somebody else with a different style tent, talk to them about it. See what they like about it, what they don't like about it. You might think what they don't like about it would really work for you. Right. So, well, and the other thing, and not to keep, I feel like we plug REI a lot. And like, I swear to God, yeah. we are not sponsored by REI. <laughs> but um, they, like I'm sure other outfitters do, but they offer the option to rent a lot of equipment. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you, again, if you just don't know, maybe see right. if there's somewhere you can rent a tent and see if that style is going to work for you. They also, not to really plug them, we did not buy into their membership. What I forget what it's called, right. but you can be a member 
of their plan or whatever. If you buy something and you try it and it doesn't work for you, you can take it back. Yeah. Even used. So yeah, it's not, it's not a bad idea. We just didn't join in. Cause like we said before, it's two hours to get to an REI around us. So we yeah. made a trip and we talked to some people and then figured it out. Yeah. But if you've got one within an hour or half hour, then might not be the worst thing for you to join that club. And then if you try sure. something out, you can just take it right back to the damn store. Right. So And try something else. So Yeah. So that's pretty much the only thing that I have on my list of things to discuss about tents and tent footprints. Did you have anything on your list that we haven't covered that you feel like we should? I do not think so. I... I'm double checking, but uh, yeah, no, I th- we've pretty much covered um, everything on my list. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. if anybody has any questions about anything we've said, you disagree with us, you have something to add, you just want to reach out and talk, you can always reach us on our email, which is seanmikehike at gmail.com. We are on all of the major socials uh, Facebook, Threads. TikTok, although I don't think we've ever done anything on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, all the major places. Uh, at Sean Mike Hike on those. Uh, feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you think about anything. Uh, I will keep going with the plug of if you like this show or podcast, uh, please rate, review, and smash that subscribe button. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, do you want to be an influencer? It, it, it helps. Uh, <laughs> it helps get the word out about the podcast. If you have an episode that was helpful to you, maybe share it with a friend that's looking into getting into hiking. It really does help to spread the word about the show. Um, that's pretty much all I got. You? Um, the only thing I'll say is if you make a comment on the North Country Trail Association Facebook page, I may or may not dip in and comment and also link this show to it. So if you're offended by that, let me know and I'll remove it. But other than that, I'm just trying to get the word out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Um, all right. But well, other than that, I yeah, got. go take a hike, Sean. Yeah, go take a hike, Mike. We'll see yeah. you guys in a couple weeks. See you in a couple weeks. If you've got money, this might be the sport for you.